The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern Carolina's longest-running sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostic Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, Pepsi, The Rick House, Greenville Utilities, Taft Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Okay, good Monday, everybody. We've got a Channel 9 takeover here on the Brian Bailey Show. We're going to talk about the NCAA brackets. We'll, of course, talk about the East Carolina ladies as they head to Texas. That game time just announced fairly recently, 10 p.m. Saturday night. So it's going to be a late night Saturday night for East Carolina's ladies. We've got Ken Watlington to my left, to my far left, Garrett Short, as a part of the Not On Your Side sports team. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us today as we talk brackets, basketball, and anything and everything. How's everybody doing today? It's great to be here, part of the longest-running radio show in the history of media or whatever it just said. So, congratulations, I'm, Brian. That's Bailey. because I'm the oldest guy and the <laughs> oldest oldest dog in the barn. We that's won't even get into good. adding ages together because that still might make it close. It would make it close, wouldn't it? All right. Nah, we're older. All right, we'll take our first commercial break and we'll come back. We'll go through the brackets. We'll talk all kinds of sports coming up next here on the Brian Bailey Show. We filled the trucks so you'll save big bucks during the Lazy Boy truckload sale at Bostic Sug Furniture. Look for the Lazy Boy truck in our parking lot. It's filled with Lazy Boy furniture at huge savings. Take advantage of big rig discounts of up to 50% off Lazy Boy recliners and motion sofas. Lazy Boy stationary furniture, leather, sectionals, and chairs. But quantities are limited. There's no reorders, no rain checks. So roll in before these savings roll out during the Lazy Boy truckload sale at Bostic Sug Furniture. The best burgers around. Everyone loves a thick, juicy, and fresh burger. Tiebreakers in Greenville, plus the all-new Tiebreakers in Winterville do real burgers better than anybody. So don't just go to any burger-themed restaurant chain. It's time to break the chain and eat local. Tiebreakers, real burgers at its best. Everybody loves burgers. Did you know that it's illegal to dig without first calling 811? 811 is a free program that locates underground utilities, marking them with flags and paint lines so you know where not to dig. Accidentally digging into utility lines interrupts service and could seriously hurt you or someone else. If you know someone who's planning to dig, encourage them to call 811 at least three full working days before they dig. 811 is free, it's safe, and it's the law. This message is brought to you by Greenville Utilities and this station. Papa John's just flipped pizza night on its head. This is the new crispy parm pizza, and it puts toasted parmesan where it's never been before, on the bottom. Introducing the crispy parm pizza only from Papa John's. Hey, Pirate fans, Papa John's is the MVP move for game day or any day. Place your order online at papajohns.com and sign up for Papa Rewards. Papa John's, better ingredients, better pizza. Go Pirates! 
BMS Builders is your premier custom builder in Eastern North Carolina. With homes in Blackwood, Mills Creek, Dalton's Cove and Farmville, and Belmar and Aiden, they're constantly expanding. Now to Laurel Glen and Sarah's Way, plus the new duplex community at Abigail Trails. BMS Builders can build the home of your dreams. Just ask Dr. Dennis Ross in Greenville or ECU football coach Mike Houston. They built their homes and they can build yours as well. Call 916-1578 for BMS Builders. You've had your new computer a few years now, but lately it's been running super slow, acting strange, and you're worried about viruses and losing data. This is driving me mad! Let the experts at University PC Care in Greenville and Newburn professionally diagnose your Mac or PC to see what's really going on. They'll determine the root cause and not just symptoms, so you don't waste money fixing the wrong issues. Call 252-558-1280 for in-store or remote service, or make an appointment online at universitypccare.com. This is Steven Igo, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday, talking NCAA brackets with my sports team over at WNCT. Garrett Short does weekend sports, and Ken Wallington is our main anchor. It's the best sports team I've had. Best sports team I've had since I had Brian Medor and Chris Stansberry in my department, and they were both full time in sports. That's the only reason you guys don't. Surpass I'm just an intern. <laughs> That's the only reason you guys don't surpass him because Ken has this other little thing that he does on the side. It's called news. <laughs> on the side, his yeah. main job, his news anchor position. I haven't done it in a while, but <laughs> I, he has. You've been you've been on the road. Now, you've been you've been in Wil- you've been in uh, Saturday before last in Chapel Hill for Duke Carolina. Sunday yeah. morning drove to D.C. for the Colonial tournament i was there sunday monday tuesday wednesday morning drove to greensboro wow and he's been doing more sports than either of us i know that's the truth but but so so you're you're a unc wilmington grad absolutely but you grew up as a north carolina tar heel fan yeah my parents both graduated from carolina so you've been a fan of them for a long time you follow both and and religious so from a basketball perspective it was a long week yeah, it was. I mean, Wilmington goes all the way to the championship game in the Colonial. Having eight-point lead with five minutes to play. Lost. Uh, what were you thinking? Because you're not one to give up on a team. No, he was thinking, <laughs> He was thinking. gosh, I hope North Carolina gives me a little I, bit of I will of tell this story real quick. In the quarterfinals against Drexel, they go down 12 in the second half. I get up out of my seat. I'm walking up the aisle. I'm leaving. There's 14 minutes left in the game. I'm leaving. I'm like, I'm going back home. That's because you're like the most negative sports fan of all time. By the time I get to the steps, they hit a three. I turn around and just stand at the top of the steps. They get a steal, hit another three. I stood at the top of those steps the rest of the game, and they won. Yeah. So you know, Ken, but are I, the, uh, I was that close to walking out. Are the Braves mathematically eliminated from the 2023 <laughs> World Series? In fact, the Mets have won uh, the World Series this year. The Phillies have won it next year already. Wow, it's, it's already happened. I'm yeah. telling you. And what Garrett says is so true because if you're around in our our newsroom, you know we've got we've got a pocket that, that we watch a lot of sports at, and you know we're yelling and screaming sometimes watching the games. But, I'll turn the TV but, off when Bailey's yeah, <laughs> on the yeah. corner. I'm telling you. If, 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 if Ken's favorite team is losing... It could be the very first seconds yeah. of the game. First Duke, basket. Duke UNC. Duke hits the three. Game's over. Yep. North Carolina's never going to uh, win another yep. game. Never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm glad I got invited here just to get picked on the whole time. Appreciate it. Brian actually sent me a text before this saying, let's just lay it on him. It's the roast. Well, well, while we're on the topic of your Tar Heels, they decided not to go to the NIT. Uh, They're getting slammed on social media. just just because of the look. Now, you brought up a good point we were talking about before we went on the air, but, but talk about the point because, you know, those guys are going to be professional players. Where? Basically are. Well, <laughs> uh, they, they think they are anyway. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's a lot of tor- turmoil in that locker room. I think there's some guys who've already opted out either, hey, I'm going to the G League or overseas or I'm hitting the transfer portal. And who was going to play? Yeah. So I think that it would have been a a worse look if expectations weren't so high at the start of the year. Because you get to a postseason tournament, that's great. But not for that team that had such high expectations. It would have almost been pouring salt in the wound to go and play for something less than an NCAA tournament. If it was last year's team that had to get hot down the stretch just to make the tournament and they fell short, sure, let's go to the NIT, see what we can do. But preseason number one. You know, I read some twelve of your thirteen losses or single digit losses. You know, they were they were one went away from making the tournament, and now they're just they're cashed out. I read somewhere where somebody said they went into the locker room at halftime of the national championship game and never came out. Saw the same thing. Yeah, what do you think of that? I mean, there's some truth to it. Brady Manick they might were be never the best the basketball player in the world. <laughs> they were never the same after that comeback. I would say Kansas. Even you know after the Duke game, it's like they were spent in yeah. the final four. I think they made a deal with the devil to beat Duke twice, and, well, the devil spits back sometimes. Let's talk about the teams that did make it. Right, let's do it. Let's do it. We just wanted to bring that up a little bit. But uh, we've got the Facebook live feed up, too, so if you have a question or comment uh, on the Facebook live feed, feel free to jot that down if you have an opinion on a bracket or that kind of thing. But uh, when you saw the brackets come out last night, it's always you – know, here's another thing, and I know I'm old and I always talk about the past, but I used to love you know the ACC tournament with the Friday games, the four games on Friday, the two games on you know Saturday, semifinal Saturday, the ACC tournament on Sunday, you get the championship game at one o'clock. You know we would do our work by four four thirty. We're done and we're driving back from wherever we were at, and we'd stop somewhere at six o'clock to watch the pairings come out. I just think that that was that was just a great tradition, and it just seems like you know through television, the ACC changing things. The ACC tournament now runs Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and you know those teams that play on. On Tuesday, don't have a shot, and you know where of winning the thing, but they still have to be a part of the tournament. But it's changed some, even though it was in Greensboro this year. I didn't get a chance to, to go, but you guys both did. What was it like in Greensboro? I thought it was a pretty cool atmosphere, especially for the night session games on Wednesday and Thursday, almost uh, full capacity. And you know, we're talking about the biggest arena in North Carolina holding twenty three and a half thousand, and you know, it was over twenty thousand, I think, uh, on that Thursday night game, and you know. Duke fans were out in full force, Carolina fans, Virginia fans, the usual suspects. It just it's something about being in the Greensboro Coliseum, I think. I know it was your first time, but that tournament being in Greensboro, I think is where it should be, even though I enjoyed it last year in Brooklyn. But there's just something special about Greensboro. Where is it next year? No, I think it's in D C next year. Yeah. But I, sure. I've been to D C before for the tournament and I I don't I'm not a fan there, but I think for the sake of location and again I am the outsider being from the Midwest, so I may not have much of a Big horse in the race. Exactly. But I thought it was wonderful. You know, growing up, I think everyone realizes that, depending on the year, but most years, the ACC is the premier basketball 
conference. But now all of a sudden you throw in them going to New York and that kind of throws a wrench into things. Um, but for the sake of atmosphere, I think, Watlington, you were right. It was yeah. it was great, especially for the North Carolina game. Duke had a pretty good crowd. NC State, especially the game where Terquavion Smith dropped 30. That was a, a pretty solid crowd. But, I mean, it's a big arena. You can fit a lot of fans yeah. in, and it got pretty loud. Jason writes in and says, biggest arena in North Carolina question mark, is it bigger than PNC and then bigger than Charlotte? I think yeah. so. Yeah, it? it's yeah. Uh, 23,500 capacity. Yeah. PNC is about 18,500. I think the Dean Dome is the second largest at 21-something. Yeah, yeah. so it's a, it's, a, it's a big place. And and really, when you think back to the ACC tournament, it's just, it just seems like it's, it should be the home. And, and we've all, in North Carolina, have always said that. But it, it goes on deaf ears because the ACC wants to bounce it around to different places. And, you know, you got 15 members, 11 of them outside the state of North Carolina. You're trying to make happy. And that's why, yeah. you know, back in the 2000s, they had one in Tampa. You're right. I yeah. went to that one. Yeah. yeah. That and was they, fun. And they've had it of in Of course, Brooklyn it was in Florida. <laughs> yeah. It's better than D.C., if you ask me. But that's just. I love D.C., uh, it's a fun that's city. Right. I but. forget. Yeah, I forget. Yeah. <laughs> the military bowl, I was all against DC and well, everybody right, else. Let's not did. bring that game up. <laughs> all right, so let's go. Let's go to the brackets. And when you first saw the brackets come out last night, did anything strike you right away? Anything that you thought, hey, why did this happen? Why did that happen? I thought Alabama being the top seed for the first time ever was pretty neat. And then the other knee jerk reaction was. Uh, um, the Kansas region for the West, Kansas got thrown into a gauntlet with some just premier teams. I mean, you're looking at, they could play Arkansas in the second round. Arkansas potentially has two top 10 picks in this year's draft. So Kansas has their work cut out for them if they want to repeat. How did Clemson not get in? Yeah, they only beat State three times, and they beat them <laughs> by 20, two of those games. Right, they beat them like crazy the last two times. Didn't Clemson beat Duke? Or maybe I'm... But I saw somebody, I saw one of the experts talk about Clemson, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but but he said something like their non-conference strength of schedule right. was like 330. And they also lost to Louisville, which was one of the worst power conference teams <laughs> right. of all time. And, 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 and as a Virginia fan, Virginia almost lost to Louisville. Probably should have lost to Louisville one time. Louisville was was just awful all year long. What did they finish with? Two ACC wins and like four and twenty seven or some crazy record yeah. like that for Louisville. But yeah, when you get one of those losses, that that really that really stings. But you you got to think that, that Clemson should have got in. Just the they eye got test. In. Just the eye test. Clemson, yeah. just watching them. I know they didn't do well against against Virginia the other day, but a lot of people don't do well against Virginia. Yeah. But watching them against NC State, it's the first time I saw them in person. They had some dudes. And, uh, you know, I'm partial to Brad Brownell because he was one of my college professors. Was he really? At UNCW. At UNC Wilmington. Yeah, it was a class called uh, Coaching Basketball. <laughs> what did you get for a grade? I passed, but did it you? was not easy. I thought we'd just be in the gym doing layup lines and stuff. We had to make practice plans and scout teams. and Yeah, but he was, he was a great professor, great guy. Yeah. Yeah, to me, it's intriguing to see Clemson, which is, by all accounts, a very large athletic program and maybe not a, you know, pure blood basketball school but they are sitting on the outside looking in and Nevada <laughs> makes it in which is just kind of yeah. makes you scratch your head but. 10 11 losses for Nevada yeah so you know and I think I look at it and and more and more I, I think if you look at some of the matchups if you look at a 413 if you look at, at a, a 314 you look at those matchups like that and if you look at the point spread that, that Vegas has come up with and a lot of those point spreads aren't very much so you know you, you think of a, a 12 5 upset or a 13 4 up 
upset or a 14-3 upset. You think those are huge upsets, but when you look at the point spreads, you know, Vegas doesn't it's think March, maybe be... anything can happen. I got the easiest 12-5 upset, and I think you agree with me on this. The College of Charleston is going to beat San Diego State. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I picked that one, too. I've yeah. seen Charleston up close, in person, many times this season. They're good. Yeah. <laughs> like, they got dudes. They execute. They got size. They got shooters. They play defense. Cougars are good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, I, I watched. I didn't see them as much as you did. I did see them in the uh, the championship game in the Colonial. Watched them a little bit there, and they were uh, they were getting after pretty good. And it was uh, and Colonial had a good basketball league, didn't they? Yeah, I think uh, you know Charleston and and Hofstra are really good. Hofstra uh, is in the NIT. I think they got to go play Rutgers or something like that. Uh, Towson had a good season. Wilmington had a good season. Drexel was pretty good. The top five are really stacked. And then you get to the bottom where the CAA added. Stony Brook and Monmouth and A&T and, and some of the schools that are, that are new additions are trying to kind of play catch up where the, you know, maybe the bottom half kind of weighed them down a little bit. We're going through the brackets with the uh, Channel 9 sports team. Uh, Garrett Short, Ken Watlington joining us. Also, there's all kinds of sports news going on right now. ECU baseball back in the top 10 in the D1 baseball poll. They're up to number 10. They go 5-0 and last week. And I think as fans, you know, especially ECU baseball fans, we kind of take the guys for granted. Uh, but but you go 5-0 and in a week, and, and that's that's just you know almost unheard of. And they, go, they had two road games. Had a very difficult game with Queens that I don't think they were expecting. I think they were expecting the difficult game of those two to be the Elon game and they won that one and then the Liberty series Liberty was picked to win the A-Sun this year yeah. and they had three fairly easy wins uh, in that so they go 5-0 and up to number 10 and of course the East Carolina women and uh, we go through the women's brackets but we don't know much I know I don't much about the rest of the brackets I do know Texas is pretty good and that's where East Carolina is headed to play in Austin Texas and we all stood around last night at, at Town Bank Tower and really thought that East Carolina was going to be playing at Duke we thought that that was almost I mean, pretty much a done. Evan or at Denley, Carolina. Well, that you was you were thinking UNC was going to have a, a home game. Yeah. They're a six seed. Yeah. When UNC slid know. to the sixth level, you know that obviously took that off the table. But when East Carol, when when it looks to me like East Carolina moving from a fourteen to a thirteen screwed up the Duke matchup because yeah. if they're a thirteen seed, they couldn't they couldn't get Duke on that next 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 line. So Duke stays where they're at, and they end up with with you know with, with their home game they were going to have anyway and so the pirates end up in austin texas second time in recent memory that the pirates and the longhorns hook up in college athletics because of the uh yep. super, yeah, regional super regional last, last year. year a little different stakes this time around yeah uh, but it's still it's 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 really and just to see you know the the girls last night the excitement I mean I mean we had a, we had a chance Garrett was there and was right in front of the girls got a great angle of their reaction and I stood kind of behind so I could get the the actual video from ESPN when the they came up on the line but it was late I mean it was getting like like are, are they going to forget us or they're what's in. happening we, we know they're in yeah, we know they're in but when are they going to announce sometimes it? I think as an ECU fan people just kind of expect. Yeah. It's like okay, we did win yeah. the conference tournament, right? There's got to be something up there with, and it kept purple and gold kept popping up. One time yeah. LSU yeah. popped up, everybody got excited. One time James Madison popped yep. up, everybody got excited. But uh, finally, the purple and gold of East Carolina. I think it took so long. I think I saw Stephen Igo tweeted. Uh, I can't imagine what it's like if you're legitimately on the bubble and yep. you're right. an hour to see your name called. Yeah, yeah, it, it was really cool because they knew that they were in, so it's not like it was, you know completely stressful but there was still a little bit of stress of okay when is this going to pop up and especially in the last 10 minutes it was just oh 
Oh, uh, yeah. and everyone would start to stand up. Oh, uh, and yeah, I think finally when it happened, you could see just the look of joy and relief, especially on head coach Kim McNeil's face. I stood by the chancellor last night, and he was thinking the same. He had his two boys with him, and they were both ready to go to bed. <laughs> you could tell they were tired. They were ready to go to bed, but uh, they were standing there, and uh, it, it was exciting to see see them out, see all the administration out for the Pirate ladies, and, and they've got a really good group. You know, I've, I've told this story a couple of times. I had a chance, uh, Brian Meador and myself had a chance to speak to them before the season started about how to handle the media what kind of questions to expect that kind of thing and they were really receptive and they were they had a lot of fun with it you know sometimes you go in there and, and it's kind of one of those things like we got we got when this meeting's over but for the girls <laughs> they were they were fired up about it and did a nice job with it now now it's coming to fruition because they're going to face even you know a lot of media they haven't seen before uh leading up they've got a media availability tomorrow morning at 9 30 and then of course they'll have the ncaa mandated they leave on thursday they'll yep. have the friday practice and i assume that the that the NCAA, you know, the way this thing works is very similar to when you go to a, a neutral site, even though it's not a neutral site, but you get a practice, you know, an hour yeah, on, on an the open practice, open practice yeah. in front of fans and that kind of thing. And then you have your press conference and, and then the, and then you said, get to go around Austin, eat some brisket. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of brisket. There's a lot of brisket you can eat for a 10 o'clock start. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Come back from that trip, 15 pounds heavier. Oh. I do that every trip. Uh, <laughs> I don't need that. All right. Let's take a commercial break right now. Talking into NCAA brackets. Later on, Larry Williford, the head coach of Farmville Central, is going to join us. He's going to talk about his Jaguars winning that state 2A championship again. The dynasty continues at Farmville Central. Back with more on the Brian Bailey Show for you right after this. Hey, sports fans, one of the most beloved athletes ever to play for the Atlanta Braves, Dale Murphy, is coming to Greenville on Sunday, April 2nd. Table sponsorship and ticket information to a dinner with Dale Murphy is available now at PR927FM.com. Don't miss your chance to meet a living legend and hear Dale Murphy talk about his career, leadership, resilience, integrity, and more. It's a dinner with Dale Murphy, Sunday, April 2nd. Details available now at PR927FM.com. Hi, I'm Ken Hagler of Taft, Taft & Hagler. We're proud to be sponsors of The Brian Bailey Show and The Pirate Nation on Pirate Radio, the voice of The Pirate Nation. If you've been injured on the job or due to someone else's negligence in an automobile collision, call us at 752-2000 for a free consultation with experienced professionals who care. Go Pirates! At U.S. Cellular, you can get one line for just $29.99 with unlimited data. Which is good news for you, friendly hermit who shuns society and lives in a cabin all by himself. Wow, thanks. You know, you'd be surprised how much data a hermit goes through. Actually, I'm not that surprised at all. U.S. Cellular, built for us. Terms apply. Visit uscellular.com for details. This is Brandon Tate, owner and operator of Atlantic Wireless, an authorized agent for U.S. Cellular since 1997. Visit atlanticwireless.com to find the store near you. We go beyond the call. The convenience of Pitt Greenville Airport is waiting just outside your front door. Service is back, so you're connected to destinations worldwide through flights from American Airlines. Plan your next trip. Book your flights today at flypgv.com or aa.com. Avoid the long check-in lines and congestion at the big airports and fly local at PGV. Fast, convenient, and close to home, PGV has American Airlines flights perfect for your next trip. Book today at aa.com. PGV, where the pirates fly. P-I-R-A-D-E Once a child wants to spell P is for pirate R is for radio Speak and spell That is correct R-A-B-I-O 
You are right. I'm learning a lot, really. I read Radio. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned, community-powered. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show on this Monday after Selection Sunday is the NCAA tournament. Great time of the year. Think back to, not to bring up something negative, but the year that we lost the tournament because of COVID. I, I can remember just thinking like, man, this is a part of Americana. I mean, this is yeah. part, what what we do in the month of March is the tournament. And it's, it's just, you know, as we sit here right now we don't know who the heroes are going to be who the stars there's going to be a, a team that comes out of nowhere that everybody's going to love and root for there's going to be a player or two that cbs is going to jump on top of and they're going to promote them as we get later on in the tournament but as we sit here right now all we have is a bunch of numbers and a bunch of names beautiful part is right now early on in the tournament everyone's a winner all the teams are still alive everyone's brackets are still alive and you're looking forward to those few days where you just get to sit around watch basketball, maybe eat some wings. It's a perfect time of year. Perhaps. It's the time of year where uh, Clark Kellogg created a team's name called TCU, the Texas Froghorns, last night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good name yeah. for the Texas Foghorns. All right, the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide is the number one overall seed, number one seed in the South bracket. Uh, when you look at what Alabama has done, obviously they've had a lot of controversy with that team, yeah. and they've overcome that controversy. And and they they are the best, I think. You now the college basketball has to offer right now. That doesn't mean they're going to be a shoe in to win at all, but they are the best right now. What do you think? Yeah, there's no doubt. The talent in that uh, starting five lineup, especially with the uh, the freshman Miller, uh, you're right. There's some controversy surrounding what's happened with that team, but on the court, 94 feet, probably the best team in the country. And you wonder if something more could come of, of that whole court case, and if yeah. something does break that's different, that could you know derail. You their... take out one of those guys, or two right. of those guys, or, or suspend the coach, or it... you know something, anything like that develops. For yeah. that happening several weeks, a month, whatever it's been ago, could you imagine that popping up right in the middle of the tournament? Yeah. Yes, I can. That yeah, would it's... be brutal. <laughs> You got uh, Arizona is the two, Baylor is the three as far as that uh, south, and Virginia is the four. Any of those teams have any kind of chance to knock off Alabama? I think Alabama-Virginia would be a great matchup, but I don't think Virginia has the scoring to keep up with them. I don't think, especially after that injury to Ben Vanderplas, that's obviously a big thing. And then throw in the fact that Baylor's the three. In my opinion, Baylor might be the worst three seed in this entire tournament. You don't like Baylor? I, I, I don't. Personally, I mean, I heard somebody really was high on Baylor this morning. Listening to some of the NCAA stuff, they were really saying they could go all the way. They could, they could beat Alabama. I mean, they did it a couple of years ago. You know, they've, they've well, got they've got a coach and a history of, of, of playing well this time of year. Uh, they were number one seed last year before they lost in the uh, the second round to Carolina. Um, I got Virginia losing in the second round to College of Charleston. Oh, well, I can see that, too. A lot of people have Furman beat I'm just going to ride this CAA, you know, pride. and you know, I, I just think Charleston's really good, though. Well, I heard a, a bunch of people saying that it's a bad draw for Virginia playing Furman in the first. I don't know anything about Furman, but some of the experts were saying that Furman's really good, too. I just know defense doesn't really usually take off nights and throw in the fact that you know, Virginia has a better record than Baylor. They play in a better conference, and they beat Baylor in the regular season. I don't understand why Virginia's a four and Baylor's a three. And I saw yeah. Virginia play at the ACC tournament, and all around the court, one to five, their defensive unit 
Jaden Garner, however, is going to have to score quite a bit. I was going to say, got to give Jaden Garner credit because when he went to Virginia, I said, I don't know if he'll play enough defense to play for Tony Bennett. And he has been really lights out. And Jaden was a great guy. And I know, you know, some Pirate fans are upset. You know, he's one of those guys that, that left. But in this day of college basketball, yeah. it's almost like everybody leaves. And you, you got to hope that, that Coach Schwartz can keep his nucleus together. And we really sincerely hope that that happens because yeah. Mike Schwartz has got some talent on that basketball team if they get bigger stronger faster uh, they're going to be you know really good they can compete in the American. they yeah. prove they can they can compete now can they win that's the next step but that being said Jaden Gardner has done a great job with Virginia and and what showed me the most on senior day when Jaden Gardner he, he was just bawling on senior day just crying his eyes yeah. out because I think you know he, he he was not recruited by the ACC at all East Carolina slipped in and got him and then he had you know the three good years at East Carolina and he had a chance to play in the ACC and I think he thought, you know, if, if State and Carolina and nobody's going to recruit me in our state, I'm going to go somewhere. And he really he really did well. And if the ACC championship ends the other way around and Virginia is the champion, right. he was going to be the tournament MVP. Right. I agree. There's no doubt about if it. If he, he had, had any tournament. kind of game in the championship game, uh, he would have been the MVP. Yep. Wouldn't that have been something? I mean, yep. that's, And that's one of those prestigious awards that if you're around the Atlantic Coast Conference, you understand. I remember when Jerry Stackhouse won it mm-hmm. and I was thinking, man, here's a kid in Kinston that we covered almost every night and he's the MVP of the Atlantic Coast Conference tournament. It was it was really, really neat. Really really something to, to be said. But that being said, we all pretty much like Alabama to get through as far as the South bracket goes. Yeah, even though I, I let's talk about NC State a little bit. Which state right. team's gonna show up? Right. Is it gonna be the one that just demolished can they Virginia beat, Tech? Can they beat Creighton? I think they could beat Creighton. Yeah. Why can't I mean they the states beat some good teams. They beat Duke, they beat you know some good teams this year. Yeah, in my opinion, I was texting with my brother the other day when they were beating the brakes off of I believe that was Virginia Tech. Yep. NC State can beat anyone in the country. They can lose to anyone yep. in the country. It just depends on what shooting team's going to show up. Are you going to shoot, you know, 12% from 3 or are you going to shoot 40 and torch a team? If Traquavion Smith and Jarkel Joyner are both on, yeah. That's a Sweet 16 really yep. good team. I agree. Uh, I think I think you're right. But to get to the Sweet 16, they'd have to get through Baylor as well. And but but like you said, you know, they've beaten teams better than Baylor. I think during the oh, year. Oh, for sure. And you know, you got to think that and they play toe to toe with Kansas for, early in the season. They did. To Quavion, it's, this will be his swan song, most likely likely with the Wolfpack because he's most likely heading. And we can ask Larry Willow for that when we join uh, with him in just a few minutes. But uh, he, he's he came back to state to, to really up his stock. I think he did. He did no doubt about it. Had a great season. Maybe the argument is there that he should have been first team all ACC. Yeah. Know he, he was kind of rubbed the wrong way a little bit when we were in the locker room talking to him during the ACC tournament. You know, you know, maybe they overlooked me, but you know, the scouts aren't overlooking him. He's, right. he's a true talent. He's gonna he's gonna make some money uh, very soon playing it, in the NBA. It's the ups and downs of a young basketball player that scouts want to see and think that okay, we can get you into that median point where he is shooting forty percent and scoring fifteen points a night because he's just about as talented and as athletic as anyone that's going to step on the court. All right, we're going to check in with Larry Williford right now. Is that correct, Clip Brock? Larry Williford joins us, the head coach at Farmville Central. First of all, congratulations, Coach, on the 2A state championship. Thank you, Brian. Uh, it's great day to be a Jaguar. All right, so so I've got Clip Brock, and he he wants to to do a, a, an impression of of Larry Williford. So I'm going to do the same thing. We've got we've got Larry Williford, aka Clip Brock, with us, Coach. Another 2A state championship. Brian, thank you for having me. It was a <laughs> great, great night. 
proud of our boys. All right. Uh, as you can hear, I'm thrilled and excited right now. Coach, you got that deep voice going, and, and I know I've seen you excited. And I've seen you yelling and screaming, but you give it a you give it a real a real slow approach. But you got to be very proud with your Jaguars, man. They they really played. Josh Short with 35 points. That was that was he was a man's man, wasn't he? Best player in state of North Carolina. Yeah. How do you get out of the state of North Carolina? Well, I guess you need to ask some of these guys to make a whole lot more money in. That's different than I see. Yeah, I just uh, you know, just watching him play in that game because you know we had John last week. He kind of previewed Reedsville. They were undefeated, had the big man down low. You know, and you were you were giving us a little coach speak. But we don't know how we're going to compete against this. How we're going to do this? And uh, I, I, the, one of the videos I saw in the locker room that they, we were sharing around, Shirley had it on. Uh, had you yelling at the camera, "Hey, you guys picked us to lose." <laughs> and it didn't turn out that way, did it? No, I mean <laughs> there were some people I was surprised that. I say I don't have social media. Number one, uh, other than Twitter, um, and I, you know, I follow our Farmville Central Athletic page. So that's about the extent of my social media. So anything I get is something that either someone has screenshotted me or showed me. Said, "Come here and look at this." And so some people had showed me some things about where we were picked loose and that they had elite talent. And I'm a competitor, and it don't take a lot to get my fire burning. And, and, you know, sometimes this becomes more than just coaching you. It's a lot of psychological things that go into to molding a team, especially when, when a team is like ours where, where winning is, is the norm to the, to the outside general public. But, like, so you have to push buttons different ways. And, uh, you know, I thought that, you know, we were a fired-up basketball team heading into Saturday. Hey, I tell you, and you do you do a great job with the psychological side. I'll take you back. I think it was the year after COVID when you guys got like what a nine or a ten seed. That was that was the most fun I think I've had as far as having you on the radio because you know you obviously had a great team and you come on and you say, well those those Jaguars those those ninth seeded Jaguars they upset the three seed last night and uh, it was that was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it's look. I tell everyone I got the best job in the world. Um, a community that supports us. I mean, I mean, you just take a look at us. I've looked at some of the pictures from the Dean Dome on Saturday, and just the number of people that came out to support us. Um, you know, we we put on some. No, I didn't put on Facebook, but I had a lady in Farmville who has done it every year. We went to the state championship either for us and the girls who put on Facebook that we were trying to get a charter bus and just the amount of money that came in to make sure that we had a charter bus for Saturday and we had money to feed the team, um, you know, it, you know, the last week and, and just to do some special things for them. You can't get that many places. Hey, you're right. It's a, it's a very special place. Coach Garrett Short here. Quick question. I wasn't here the years that you guys rattled off a few straight, but did losing last year, coming back, and winning with almost the same group this year make this one almost a little sweeter? Well, I'm just going to be brutally honest. For me, at 25 years in, losing probably lit my fire. I mean, it's always burning, obviously, if anyone's ever seen me coach, but like, it was at a fever pitch this year. Um, I mean, it, I reevaluated everything about what about me first. 
as being the head coach, and then everything about the basketball program and why there was, I guess, slippage. And and it came down, I thought we just were not a tough enough basketball team last year, and we thought that we were just going to show up and win it. And so everybody bought in. I'm talking about from June. From June all the way till Saturday, nobody questioned anything that was done in practice. Nobody questioned anything, you know, schematically, psychologically. I mean, everyone was 100% on the boat. And that makes it fun when, when you're not having to deal with all the other stuff. Hey, Coach, Ken Watlington here. i got to ask you about Terquavion. He uh, obviously has had a, a successful run at NC State, but Saturday during the state championship game, he's there on your bench. He's in the team huddle. He's he's being around these guys. He's taking time out of his schedule to come back and show support to his alma mater. How important is that, having him there wanting to be a part of this for the younger guys to see someone who's had success in the ACC to want to come back and, and still be there and be around the guys? Well, I mean, that's probably the sixth or seventh game he's been to this year. Uh, quick story. The day we get out for Christmas, we're playing at North Pitt on a Friday night. And he calls me. and He, he thought the game was at home. He would got confused. I said, no, we're on the road. I said, look, I said, I know the AD there, great guy, the grand poobah, Matt Goddard. I said, uh, I, he'll leave your name at the door. He goes, what time's the bus leaving? I said, 530. He said, my GPS says 521. I'll, I'll be there to ride the bus with the team. Um, in the locker room that night, on the bench, just the same as Saturday. You know, he's in the locker room pregame for the pregame talk. He's in the locker room at halftime. I mean, he's sitting mid-chair mid in the locker room at halftime of the state championship game. And after I got done, he's talking to guys about things he's seen. Uh, just an unbelievable team guy. And he's proud to be a former Central Jaguar. Um, you know, I can't say enough about, you know, how good a teammate Jaquavion Smith was when he was a player. He never liked coming out of a game, but he was always a, the best teammate. And, and he's still the best teammate now coming back to games. That's just a great, great story, and uh, he's got a chance to play now in the NCAA tournament against Creighton in the first round. What do you think of the state's chances to get through that game and to make a run in this NCAA tournament? I believe that good guard play carries you in tournaments, and obviously they've got good guard play with him and Jarkel Joyner. Uh, I think the key is going to be if D.J. Burns can stay out of foul trouble uh, because he's a matchup problem. I don't think he's he's unguardable in the mid post, and he's probably got the best feet of any big man in the country. As far I mean, I call him Twinkle Toes. I mean, what he can do with his feet, at his size and weight is unbelievable. When you look at the brackets and everything, have you had a chance to to make your picks? Do you, do you see anybody you really like? You know, obviously, uh, you know, your big dogs. I mean, I, I like College of Charleston. Um, I think they got a hell of a coach. Uh, they've got really good players. They play a they play a system that's you know hard to defend because they're not going to slow it down. Uh, you know, I, I like them at, at you know where they're at. But you know, I think UCLA's out there creeping. Yeah, I mean, all the all the big dogs, obviously. I mean, I wouldn't want to play Mississippi State. I think you know Chris Jans at Mississippi State come in his first year has done an outstanding job with that team. Uh, there's a lot of good. Story like that. I, I know more. It's crazy when you know like guys that are coaching in the event. 
like Darren Savino, top assistant at UCLA. I mean, he was at East Carolina as an assistant. Um, you know, it just, just so I, I follow things a little differently than the average fan because I know these guys personally. Yeah, and that's a that's a different way to watch it for sure. When, when you look at next year for your Farmville Central Jaguars, now I don't want to take away from the state championship, but obviously I'm sure you're already thinking about it. But what are you looking at for next year? Well, you get to reshuffle the deck, and, and that's one of the the fun things about being a high school coach is that you we know we, we know we lose a lot, but we also see how bright the future can be with some of our young talent. Um, and I think, you know, our JV team went 18 and 2. There's a culture in Farmville. You know, people want to be Farmville Central basketball players. Uh, it, it's, it's not that hard to get people excited. You know, I think, especially with the style we play, I can't wait till this summer to get on the court with, with, a, with a new core group of guys who are eager to, eager to get the minutes that they want to play because there's going to be a lot of minutes up for grabs. Larry Williford, head coach at Farmville Central, another state championship for his Jaguars. Coach, thanks so much for joining us uh, on this Monday. Congratulations again. It's, uh, I tell you what, it's an honor to go over to Farmville Central for a basketball game because as we've talked about it so many times, it's just a happening whenever the Jaguars are playing at home and everybody's talking about it and everybody loves them and, and, and they play great basketball and then they go and they, uh, not only great basketball, but they seem to be great kids off the court as well. you got a great, great program and uh, just uh, congratulations uh, for all of your success. Well, Clip has an open invitation to come to a practice or still in the beach. <laughs> How about that? I promise you. I promise you, he'll see a different side of Larry Willis. <laughs> there you go. Open invitation. <laughs> I've seen. I've never seen it up close. That sounds like a challenge. I, I don't know. I'm scared to accept that challenge. <laughs> yeah. Please, yeah. please yeah. bring your high tops and go play. <laughs> yeah. That'll be good. All right, Larry Willis for joining us. We'll take a commercial break right now. Back with more on the Brian Bailey Show for you right after this. It's bow time. Finally, lunchtime. I'm starving. What's that? This? This is the Bow Jingler from Bow Jingles. With the same bold flavor as their chicken? The same. And fries. The same. Huh. Well, I've got a PB&J. Yeah, that's not the same. A crispy fish fillet dusted in Bow's famous seasoning. With cheese and tartar sauce on a fluffy bun, the Bow Jangler's back. Hook one while you can. It's bow time. I'm Michael Vaughn with East Coast Grading and Utilities. Many of you know my dad, David Vaughn, and his work in putting in subdivisions all over Pirate Nation. But East Coast Grading and Utilities is not just for those type of big jobs. We're here for the homeowners, whether it's concrete, driveways, hauling rock or sand, whatever you need, East Coast Grading and Utilities can get the job done. Call us at 252-531-7494 or check us out on Facebook at East Coast Grading and Utilities. Come pop a top at Jarvis Street Bottle Shop. Jarvis Street Bottle Shop is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews, along with wine and growlers. Hosting a tailgate? Stop by the shop and grab a keg for your party or event. The bottle shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings, featuring rotating NC craft breweries, along with live music and discounts. Stop by the shop Tuesday through Sunday, or check them out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. (laughs) 
Saturday, April 8th, the NC Strutmasters Championship is back. Presented by Leopold and coming back to Farmville. Turkey hunters from all over the country are headed east to put their skills to the test. And the top scoring birds will win big cash prizes up to $30,000. Plus live performances by Nate Hosey and the Carolina Treat Band. A weigh-in will be held at R.A. Wood Farms, 39 Vanderford Thomas Road in Farmville, North Carolina. Registration is now open for two-man teams at ncstrutmasters.com. Brought to you by Sam Jones Barbecue, Big Rock Power Sports and Marine, Mossy Oak, Spring Hill Outfitters, Carolina Caliber, Mossberg, Doug Henry of Farmville, and Hayden Outdoors Real Estate. Deadline to register is April 3rd, or the first 165 teams. And we'll see you there for the NC Strutmasters Championship. For years, Callie Ann Phelps has been singing about Phelps Chevrolet. Phelps Chevrolet is the one for you. Low, low prices, service too. See the big dealer right away. Carolina's finest, Phelps Chevrolet. And you'll agree with what Skyler Phelps has to say. Nobody beats Phelps Chevrolet's prices. Nobody. The name you can depend on. Phelps Chevrolet. Get you one. This is Holt Nailers, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday. Ken Watlington to my left, Gary Short to my far left, Channel 9, WNCT, Not On Your Side, sports staff, talking about the brackets, and uh, thank you guys for coming in and helping us out today. Let's go to the East bracket. Purdue is probably the uh, the big pick there as the top seed. I've got Marquette going to the Final Four. Shaka Smart. Hey, kind of shocking. Yeah. What do you think of that? Big East has been very well rounded this year. Yeah. I mean, UConn at one point, I think, may have been number one in the country, they, if not they, close. Yeah, they were top five for sure. Yeah. So uh, that would not surprise me at all. However, there's basically no one in college basketball that can stop Zach Eady. I think he's listed at he's seven, a big boy. seven foot four for Purdue. Now, again, I actually was nodding my head when Larry Williford said this before the commercial break guard play always wins in the tournament, but seven four, seven four. <laughs> I got Duke. I also forgot about that. I also have Duke. I I like a potential Edie Filipowski matchup because Kyle Filipowski, as we've seen this season, can stretch the floor. He can step out and knock down threes. He can catch the ball in the perimeter, a couple of moves. He's to the basket really easily. Uh, I've been impressed with him. Uh, Derek Lively's fantastic on the inside as well, blocking shots. Their guard play is getting better with Tyrese Proctor and and Jeremy Roach, who who seems like an old grizzled veteran at this point. Uh, John Shire's done a really good job coaching this team. I saw it up close in person in the last week, the way he manages that roster. He calls timeouts when you need to call timeouts. I'm really high on Duke. What do we think last That's year? Crazy! I, I just can't I believe I'm right. hearing that. Yeah. Last year, I'm just North Carolina. Last year, Hubert Davis in his first season at UNC takes him to the national championship. We could see Duke do the same thing this year in Shire's first year. You know, Filipowski had zero points in Charlottesville against Virginia, yep. and I knew that that was a bad omen <laughs> because Filipowski was really good tournament in the MVP? championship yep. game. Yeah, and he, and he should have been. I mean, obviously, he was the, the obvious candidate and was the. I had Purdue beating Duke, but I can see Duke knocking off Purdue there too. And you know, yeah, Duke could make a long run. And, and you got Michigan State as a seven seed. You know, Tom Izzo in March. He always wins. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Yeah, 
There you go. Okay, that's the uh, the East Region bracket. There. Let's move up to the top right of the bracket. That's the Midwest. Houston is the number one seed. Had a key injury though in the tournament, and that could hurt the Cougars. Marcus Sasser, a yeah. senior guard, yeah. can pretty much do everything and anything. He had that thirty he's, against East Carolina. He is your prototypical guy to take over in March, and I believe it's a groin injury. Those could linger. Who knows what's going to happen with this team? Yeah, I think if they get healthy and, and and are good to go, I think Houston's a threat. I also like Miami. I think I think Miami. Speaking of good guard play, they got a you know good obviously the ACC Player of the Year and Isaiah Wong. They've had some injuries that they're going to have to deal with, but Miami's very dangerous. I think Indiana's a really good team. Uh, yeah, I know you give me the face. That's but. my bone to pick. I got that note written down. ACC was disrespected in this year. I don't know how Indiana was put above Miami. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they, they got a talent and uh, Trace. Uh, yeah, the three names, right? Yeah, yeah. Trace Jackson. Uh, yeah. Davis. Yeah, yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Teamwork. Uh, <laughs> but I got Texas coming out of that region. I think Texas with uh, Rodney Terry stepping in as the interim head coach. They did not lose a beat. Uh, I, I know Rodney Terry from back in his days as an assistant at UNC Wilmington, and to see him uh, to come in as the interim coach. I'm thinking he's got to be the the official head coach once the season's over. Texas playing really good basketball. I got Texas uh, going to the Final Four as well. How about that? Yeah. Got him up there. Kansas in the West bracket. That's the one at the bottom, bottom right. Uh, Kansas is the top seed. Bill Self missed the tournament with some medical issues, but he's supposed to, supposed to be back for the NCAA tournament. Uh, other teams, UCLA, I think, may make some noise. TCU as a sixth seed. I got him going a long way. I, I just horns. looked at my bracket. I've got the frog horns going a long way. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a little worried about UCLA. Uh, they got some injuries. Jalen Clark is out for the season. Uh, Adam Bona, I I believe shouldn't miss too much time, but he was injured in the conference tournament. Uh, UCLA coming out of the Pac-12, great team, but just a little worried about how far they'll be able to push. Is this the time for Gonzaga? Do we get on the Gonzaga bandwagon? See, the thing is, you sometimes think it's always the big fish that's going to go really far. Think of the guys they've had the last few years. You know, Chet Holmgren, um, the year before they had the guy that's now on the Orlando Magic. Suggs, yeah. Yeah, Jalen Suggs. You get these huge recruits, and this year... doesn't feel like they have that gigantic name. You got Drew Timmy in his 12th year. Uh, I think Dr. Dr. Timmy, I believe, yes. Yeah. I, my guess is this will probably be the year they win it all just because there's no big fish. Yeah, I, I don't know. Obviously, Kansas has experience, uh, you know, a different look of a roster than what they did last year, but still uh, a very good team. Uh, UCLA, you mentioned, I like them, but the injuries, how will that shake out? Uh, a sleeper team maybe out of that region is UConn. Uh, Tristan Newton and yeah. all of those other yeah. shooters on that team, those boys can they had a really rough patch there in uh, late January, early February, but they seemed to kind of get it going again, and they were just gangbusters in the early part of the season. So I think that's the, the hardest region to pick. You're right, TCU, the Froghorns. Uh, there, there's any number of five or six teams I could see coming out of that region, and I really don't know who to pick. Yeah, I, I took Kansas all the way there. I got TCU going a long way. I take another team that, that I put in there for an upset, and you know, here's the thing about these: you pick one of those 13 fours. If you don't pick the right one, Iona. <laughs> then I you, picked that. I own the fighting Rick Patino. I got Rick Patino in the Sweet 16 because his name's popped up as a candidate for some jobs. Yeah, he's gonna, that, he's going to be a great head coach at Georgetown that next year. Usually happens that it slides through and they can't name a new coach until he gets out of the tournament. So I got him in the Sweet 16. How about that? 
Also, VCU, a 12-4, a 12-5 matchup against St. Mary's. I watched the VCU game yesterday. Really athletic team. Got some great guard play. Uh, they, they stretch the floor and really guard you 94 feet. So don't be surprised to see VCU win a game or two. Yeah. And I think, you know, we always think about the, the, the 12-5s, the 13-4s, 14. I mean, there's there's upsets in those, those deals. And I'm telling you, if you look at the point spreads, Vegas knows what they're doing. That's why they build those build, big buildings out there. <laughs> Sometimes it is impossible to pick it though because you think there's no way St. Peter's is going to go and do what they did last year and they made what Elite Eight run I didn't even know where St. Peter's was before last year and there's always that's why CBS pays all the billions that they do for the tournament because there's always that there's drama there's drama everywhere and I remember back in the day you know when the brackets would come out and usually it was North Carolina and Duke and trying to figure out if State made it where they were going to go where they play and CBS you know CBS would have the affiliates would go after the games and CBS had all the games, but then they, they made the deal with T, TBS and TNT and True TV. It's the time of the year you have to figure out how to, how watch to get True, True TV. TV. That's my next line. You got to figure out where, what what channel is True TV. A tradition on. unlike any other. Yeah, that's how it is every year because at the station we've got one cable box that doesn't get it, and we have one cable box that does get it. But you got to figure out where True TV is because that's I don't uh, get it on mine at home. Really? So, yeah. yeah. So, but you can get it with that uh, March Madness app. Right. So. Right. And you can see all the games. It's pretty easy now to see all the games, but still. Uh, it, it's a different different way to do things. And uh, TBS, by the way, has the regional finals on Saturday in two weeks. And then CBS has the regional finals on Sunday. And then CBS has the national championship. The year, the first year TBS had the national championship game, everybody was confused yeah. because everybody was turning on CBS. And we got so many calls at the station. Like, hey, wh- that why was, aren't you showing the game? That was Carolina Villanova, wasn't I it? I think so. Yeah. yeah. We were getting Just all one of the greatest of all time yeah. national championship games. Yeah. And all kinds of calls from everywhere you know and i think it was the same thing last year it was on tbs may have been maybe it's just a unc thing so it's maybe and and, and excruciating losses on tbs (laughs) sorry and they won't be on won't be on anything this year yeah too bad for the not uh, even flow sports (laughs) flow sports uh the colonial's got a new tv deal right Uh, it's it's a restructured you know it's still (laughs) you know heavy flow sports but more games on cbs sports network and you know yeah yeah uh, a, a shout out to all the guys at East Carolina because on, on their ESPN Plus broadcast, man, for baseball, they, they've done a great job. I mean, really have Will and those guys and uh, you know Brandon, uh, everybody over there. Just just to watch some of the other teams, you know, you watch their feeds and you watch East Carolinas and some of the the things they've come up with 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 the, the camera inside the celebration room after a home run. Yeah. I mean that's because the NCAA stuff. took that away from everybody. You, you can't have a prop. You can't really have a celebration after a home run. So the Pirates go into a little room and, and they, they knock it out of the park. Nothing like Knock it out of the park and they come in the room and knock it out of the park. Nothing also, like a little creativity. Yeah. Also, me being a fashionista, these new uniforms. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I told some of the guys, we were standing there talking Saturday and they had them on. And one of the guys uh, over there said, hey, hey, what do you think? I said, look, man, you don't know what I, what I I'm an old guy. I, I, I'm more traditionist. I, but what I do think is if the players like them, they should wear them. They should be proud of them. But, you know, I, I said, did you, you guys see the peeps? And they go, yeah. Yeah, we, we saw the peeps. One guy told me they thought Barney threw up. <laughs> but but Listen, really, I think it's a good look. It's just a different look for East Carolina. You don't wear them five games a week. Right. And the town, it's either <laughs> all of East, East Carolina and Eastern North Carolina, they either love them or they hate them. There's no middle ground like, ah, that's all right. I bet you the person doing their laundry is just very happy they don't have to deal with white pants. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. And it yeah. gets people talking. It does. It's one it's of the more talking. unique baseball uniforms 
I want to see a Ever. hat. I want to see a hat to go with it now. Let's do it. Yeah, I think so. We'll see what happens. Clip will have his hands on that in about five seconds flat. Yeah. The hat connoisseur. <laughs> All right, let's take our final break. This is the Brian Bailey Show. We'll come back. We'll wrap up this edition after this. The Angus Grill is your premier spot for the best burgers, cheesesteaks, and brisket sandwiches around. Join us for our unmatched variety of burger combinations. From the mushroom bacon Swiss burger to the jalapeno popper burger to the original Angus classic. Pair that burger with our amazing onion rings, tots, fries, or sweet potato fries. Angus Grill, with four amazing locations in eastern North Carolina, including Winterville near Pitt Community College, on Jarvis Street in uptown Greenville, and on Statensburg Road near the hospital. It's the best burger around, guaranteed. Your vehicle is a big part of your life. That's why you should trust the team at Greenville Auto World for all your vehicle needs. Greenville Auto World believes in fair prices, superior service, and treating customers right. Visit GreenvilleAutoWorld.net to see their fully stocked inventory of SUVs, trucks, and cars. Need a lift kit, custom rims, or wheels? Greenville Auto World can upgrade your vehicle today. For sales or service, visit Greenville Auto World on Highway 43 in Greenville. This isn't your regular cola. So this isn't your regular cola ad. No beach parties or family barbecues here. Just Nitro Pepsi, the first cola ever infused with nitrogen. So forget everything you thought you knew about soda, because that nitrogen gives us a whole new experience. Think an infusion of smaller bubbles for a cola that's got a lighter, smoother texture. And don't get me started on the pour. You don't pour this like any other cola. We're talking turn the can completely upside down and watch as those bubbles cascade into the glass to create a frothy, luxurious foam topping. Can your cola do that? I didn't think so. Unless you've got your own Nitro Pepsi, in which case, cheers to your great taste. Because you already know that the only thing better than the pour is the unapologetic cola taste. Ah. What else is there to say? From the creamy foam to the smooth texture to its unbelievably delicious flavor, this is cola like you've never had it before. Time to bring your taste buds to the next frontier. Nitro Pepsi. Smooth, creamy, delicious. The Rick House is Eastern North Carolina's premier restaurant and bourbon authority. Jefferson's, Basil Hayden, Woodford Reserve, and a Midwinter Night's Dram are just a few of the incredible bourbon options. The Rick House features the very best steaks and fresh, made-from-scratch pastas. The Rick House can host your corporate event or special parties in the 3,000-square-foot banquet hall. Join the Rick House for Sunday brunch from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and for the wine tastings on the last Friday of every month. The Rick House. Hi, I'm Annalie Newhoff. And I'm Rob Campbell. And, and we, we are, are with Copy Pro. Pro. We have been locally owned and operated here in eastern North Carolina for almost 50 years. Copy Pro is the leader in office technology. Does your business struggle with keeping printing costs low or producing professional documents? Here at Copy Pro, total customer satisfaction is our number one priority. We have a variety of solutions to help reduce your printing expenses and make your business more productive. Call us today at 1-800-682-6558 or online at copypro.net. Copy Pro. We are the professional office systems people. This is CJ Mayhew, and you're listening to Pi Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show on this Monday as we wrap things up. Let's go through our national championship picks. Who are you picking, Garrett Short? I am like Ken Watlington. As of right now, I'm probably going to throw in Duke. Wow. I think two guys on this show are going to throw in a four seed. 
Hey, man, if you they're winners of eight straight. They're one of the hottest teams in the country right now. Derek right. Lively, great defense. Jeremy Roach, Kyle Filipowski. Tyrese Proctor isn't as much of a scorer, but they can all play well, well they as made, of they right now. They made quite the impression on you two gentlemen in Greensboro, didn't they? they? They've made an impression on me the last two months. And I hate to say it, yeah. but they're going to win the national championship. All right. Well, there you hear it. They'll beat Texas. I can't wait to Duke clip. over Texas. If Duke this ends up losing the first round. Wadlington reverse jinx stuff. <laughs> yeah. There you go. No, I've seen classic. it before. <laughs> can't fool me. Yep. That's like... No, nah, I got never. never. Yeah. <laughs> they'll they'll lose in the first round. They very well could because Oral Roberts is really good, and they got uh, what's his name, Max. Uh, they got him had, on the, the good. They got him the on the bracket as Oral. I mean, can't they give him like O R U or something? But they they got him on the bracket as oh, yeah. Oral. Yeah, mine's different. Oh yeah, okay. Oral Roberts. Go. Yeah, that's what it should be, but. What kind of bracket you got over there, Bailey? <laughs> <laughs> not, not this is a different madness. <laughs> I don't really. know if I want to see your final four. Yeah, I don't think I want to go any further with that. Oh, that's kind of embarrassing. All right, let's wrap things up. I want to thank Garrett Short and Ken Watlington for joining Thanks, us. Thanks, boss. I want to thank Larry Williford, head basketball coach at Farmville Central. And congratulations again to those Jaguars for another state 2A championship. I want to thank everybody behind the scenes. Cliff Brock, there's Chandler back there as well. Appreciate all of you guys. Thanks so much, and thanks so much for listening next week what do we got clip what's next week <laughs> second chance with the sweet 16 i thought you had it queued up well you did with the sweet 16 that's next week the second chance with the sweet 16 we'll see you then goodbye everybody This has been The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostic Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, Pepsi, The Rick House, Greenville Utilities, Taft Taft and Hagelin, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio.